Hello and welcome to this week's Key Voices, conversations with folk in and around education. I'm Caroline Doherty and this week talking to Hannah Stolton from Governors for Schools and Nis Bandara who was placed by Governors for Schools about four years ago and she is now Chair of Governors at Webster Primary School. We are talking about Governor recruitment, the kind of trends and any changes that have happened as a result of COVID, a bit about what it's like to be a governor and advice if you are thinking of becoming a governor yourself. So uh, this is a, probably a good listen if you're a new governor or if you're trying to co-opt a friend onto a governing body, maybe send them this podcast for them to have a listen and check out some of our other podcasts on governance as well. As ever, the podcast is an opportunity to open up debate and discussion around topics. The views my guests and I are about to express are not the view of the key. For in-depth authoritative articles on the latest issues in education, check out thekeysupport.com. Today, I am joined by Hannah Stolton, who is CEO of Governors for Schools. Hello there, Hannah. Hi, Caroline. How are you today? I'm good. Great to have you with us. And Nis Bandara, who is a Deputy Director at HMRC and also a Chair of Governors. Hi, Nis. Hi, Caroline. Thanks for inviting me. Well you're, well, you're both very welcome towards the end of this uh, long, long term. And I know, Nis, you're a bit, bit poorly today. So thank you very much um, for, for joining us. And we're going to talk, uh, talk about quite a few things to do with governance, really. We'll talk about governance for schools and your All Pupils Every Ambition campaign, but also what it's like to be a governor, to be a chair of governors and the kind of skills and qualities um, that, that we need on, on governing boards. So thank you very much for joining us. Um, so before we before we get started, just so that our, our listeners can get a bit familiar with who you are and what you are about. Um, Hannah, can you tell us a little bit about your, your background and your experience? Yes, sure. Um, my name's Hannah and I am Chief Executive at Governance for Schools. Uh, we're an organisation that supports schools across England and Wales to recruit and place school governors, uh, so for people who are um, in need. Um, I am a governor myself, so I've been a governor since my daughter started school, um, which was oh, a long time ago now, seven years ago, uh, and I'm, a, I'm currently a governor at a local primary school I'm, where I'm a chair. So uh, really enjoying that role, although it does bring its challenges, and certainly this term has uh, not been without them. <laughs> Indeed, and um, governance, governance um, professionally and as a volunteer. So all about all about governance. Great stuff. Um, and uh, uh, this is where I have to declare an interest as um, I, I, I too am a governor via governors uh, for schools. So um, got a lot to be grateful to you for. But, <laughs> but yeah, it's been 12, 12 interesting years for me as a governor as well. And Nis, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, sure. So I live in Manchester and my, my full time job is I work in policy at the civil service. I'm currently working in HM Revenue and Customs as the deputy director for policy on a number of taxes. So that's my day job. But on the side and for the past few years, I have volunteered as a school governor uh, at a really wonderful primary school. It's called Webster Primary, also in Manchester. I was a governor for one year before being elected as chair for the past three years. 
Wow, so quite a, a, a rapid uh, rise into um, the chair role, fantastic. And, and, and Hannah, for anyone who, who wants to know a little bit more about, about Governor Schools and Governors for Schools, sorry, and what you do, uh, can you tell us a bit, please? Yes, yeah, sure. Um, so we're a recruitment service. So we work with uh, employers and universities, professional bodies to encourage their employees and alumni to become school governors. So spread the message about what a governor might be, as opposed to what people generally think a governor looks like. Um, really trying to dispel some of those myths that maybe you have to be involved with education or you have to be a, t um, a parent. Um, so we work with um, a number of different organisations to share information about the role. And then we support people to become school governors. Um, we provide a free service to all state schools across, I'd say, England and Wales um, to do that. Once people are placed, we then support them in the role so that hopefully they can have a good impact. We've got link up with the key and Governor Hub to do that, as well as providing our own resources. So a mixture of the recruitment and the support. Great, and I know that the you know the support is something that you guys have have really developed in in um, you know more more recently um, as well, and that's and that's something that people might be but might be less aware of. I think it's really interesting your point about people not really understanding what what a governor is or or could or could be, um, and as somebody who um, came to governance particularly quite quite young a lot of people just don't really know what when you say I'm a governor they say what 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 is that and also particularly people who haven't been through the English school system themselves and then when you start to explain what what a governor is and and what you do they're like you're just allowed to volunteer and do that <laughs> um, that's been often a reaction um that that I get so yeah it's quite interesting uh to think about that and 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 just while we're on that um subject um Nis, can you tell us about about how you how you got involved in governance yeah sure so it was about four years ago I was looking for a volunteering opportunity my manager and manager's manager at the time were both school governors so I learned a lot about what the role involves through them my organization really supports taking volunteering leave to support schools as governors and that latter point helps hugely that recognition from my organization the civil service that the skills you acquire from being a governor are valued by them as well as that recognition that it takes time to do as a role and they'll support you in doing that so that background led me to express my interest via Governors for Schools, which linked me up to Webster. So thank you to Hannah for that <laughs> link up there. So I spent a year in my role as a governor. Uh, a year later, our then chair stepped down and I was asked to consider going up for election as chair. I found it really daunting. I think I'd really thrown myself into the role as governor, but the idea of chair seemed a very remote prospect for me. I think it was perhaps potential I'd shown rather than existing experience about education that the school leaders and other governors saw in me to therefore do that role. I agreed, and I remember very specifically agreeing subject to the previous chair who had lots of experience staying on the board for another year and mentoring me in this role. So it was that and then experience I naturally acquired in that role that got me comfortable into doing the job. That's 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 a really good piece of advice, especially if you know it, it, it's it's often that people do find themselves in that position, um, kind of being asked to, to to take that next step. And I think that's a really great tip asking asking you know a sort of experienced chair 
to to mentor and and support you um you through that because it is um, as you say it's a big it's a big it's a big task and a big ask mm. um so that's that's some that's some great advice um and i mentioned up top we're going to talk a little bit about the um all pupils every ambition uh campaign um can you tell us a bit about the the campaign hannah and and the sort of specific role that governors can play in ensuring all children reach their potential absolutely um we decided to run a new campaign this year around um really about addressing the disadvantage gap, which I think has come to the fore even more so than before um, for, um, with COVID. Um, we wanted to raise awareness of the impact that governors can have. As I said at the beginning, that, that people don't really realise what a governor does, um, that they're involved with setting the strategic direction and sort of looking at data, making sure that money is well spent. We know that the government's putting money into catch up um, funding um, and just all of those aspects. I think people were generally quite unaware of what governor's involvement is. So we thought we'd run this campaign um, to sort of emphasize the fact that getting involved in governance is a way to support your local community, to support them to make a difference for pupils um, and the outcomes that they have. Great, so really sort of thinking about, um, I think we, you know, um, we obviously all have an interest in in education, schools, and governance. But I guess to the to the observer, seeing a lot of these kind of national policies and and national changes and kind of talk about catch up. Um, how do you make that real for people um, in in a local context and recognise that you know schools have got some important choices to make about about how they use resource, um, curriculum, uh, and you know time. Uh, and, and all of those things to to ensure that you know young people who have who really you know suffered during this time um, do do get the opportunity to kind of flourish um, going forward. So yeah, I think that's that's um that's really really great to to, to hear about that and really emphasise the roles governors can play. Yeah. Yeah, the first the, as the first term we've really focused on that area about what the governance role is and how looking at, at all of that data and, and finances and all of that aspect can can have an impact we're, we're sort of shifting the focus of the campaign over the course of the academic year um, and next term we'll be moving on to preparing pupils for the world of work and what that world of work will look like in the future so we're going to be looking at a careers or employability link governor role and how you can um, as an individual who potentially isn't involved in education may be able to make links to industry outside so thinking about that preparing pupils for the next steps um, for next term and then our final term we will look at the sort of wider curriculum and other areas so what other areas pupils should be looking at this sort of extracurricular activities cultural capital is a, a big phrase at the moment obviously so yeah all of that sort of side of things for term three we'll be thinking about how governors can make sure that schools are delivering on that um, as well as everything else that they have to do which is a lot <laughs> indeed indeed but yeah helpful to have it kind of marked out into those mm. into those separate kind of focus um focuses for the term um, and Nis, can you tell tell us um, a bit about about your school, really, um, and and what your your experience has been like as a as a governor? Yeah, I'm always happy to talk about the school. It's a really wonderful school. So Webster Primary, it's 
it's a single academy trust uh, of around 500 pupils. It's a very multicultural, inclusive school. So most new joiners come from other countries and English is not their first language. So quite a complex feature of that school that is, you know, an additional challenge, but also opportunity for the teachers, because you also it also means you have children of all races and faiths and countries going to that school. My experience over the past four years, it's a it's a really happy and safe environment. It's a really respectful, well-planned school. It's got a, a really good curriculum. The kids do well in a range of subjects. I would say it's particularly celebrated for its curriculum in the creative arts. It does a lot of stuff there. And I, I think it's the only school in Manchester which currently has a Platinum Arts Mark Award which is the creative quality standard for schools. And I'd actually to really get a feel of the school uh, and what they do in the arts, they have a really fun Instagram and Twitter page where you can see the children playing different instruments, taking part in different um, uh, plays and shows and attending various things in the arts as well. Oh, lovely. We'll put up a, a link to that for anybody interested mm. to look. That's really interesting that you are a single uh, academy trust uh, and a primary school um that's that's quite yes. unusual uh, do you want to tell us a little bit about that yeah it, it is unusual isn't it i mean for, for, I, I assume people who will know the difference between that but um you know essentially with academies you get either multi-academy trusts where you get a number of schools which sort of consolidate to form a single trust where the board of governors answer to uh, uh, the members of, of all the different schools. With a single academy trust, it operates on its own. Um, I think there are advantages and disadvantages to that model. I think the co collaboration is something that is kind of known with multi-academy trusts and something that um, is promoted as a good feature of that model. Um, I definitely think the school finds other ways to collaborate and keep involved with what other schools in the community are doing to share best practice and, and so on yeah yeah no i think that's um that's that's an that's an interesting point actually i think that is um it, you know you, you don't have to be in a trust uh to to collaborate it's uh, a lot about about how how you want to to work with with uh, with other schools and then i guess in some ways as a single academy trust you have more more flexibility to partner with different people yeah. on different different things even um rather than necessarily being in the same in the same family um but from a kind of governance perspective, it, 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 I guess it, it puts you with um, a, a, a slightly um, more responsibilities, um, uh, given that you're your trustees um, in, in effect as, as well, your kind of legal responsibilities and responsibilities under under charity law um, as as well uh, there. So um, an interesting, mm. an interesting difference. Yeah, it's true. And it does. And it's all I've known. So I've gotten used to that being how my role as a governor operates. And I, I, it's a good point to make because on paper, the role of a governor is the same, broadly the same across all schools. But what it's like in practice very much depends on how the school operates, what the school leaders are like, the various strengths and areas of improvement within that school. So I imagine the practical experience from governor to governor is incredibly different. Yeah, no, I, I, I often reflect on that. And there's, you know, also how how these things are set out in kind of guidance. Um, and then, you know, 
the, the past history, the personalities involved, as you say, the way that a school has chosen to to run things can mean that you in the position of governors, you know, you, you, you can't quite do it in the way that, you know, formally it mm. might be set out that you that you that you do because because of the circumstances that you're working within. And it is it is it is tricky, as you say, if you've only you only ever really know the sort of the school you're you're in as your first governing role maybe if you go on and and, and govern in, a, in another environment then you'd see some some differences um but you have to take you have to absorb a lot um from the school as as things as things are um and then that can be quite difficult sometimes if if you if you want to push for push for change um from the position of um of a governor um that's definitely something that that, that i've heard uh, people say um, if they've kind of gone on to a governing body and say, oh, well, the people aren't doing this right, they're not doing that. And a lot of these processes have been happening in the same way for quite a long time, which is where I guess COVID can be, you know, may have changed some processes and practices and, and made people pause for thought and, and think again about how they're doing some of their governance activities or indeed some of the things that they're doing in, in schools. Um, so potentially interesting times uh, ahead. Um, and... You, you you mentioned um, you have a, a very supportive kind of um, line manager and um, organisation in terms of you taking on um, a, a governance role. Miss, what do you? What are the sort of biggest things that you think you've you've learnt about education from kind of coming at it from the angle of a of a governor? And what do you think have been the most useful skills and qualities that you've brought from your professional life to your governing body? So the, the biggest thing I think I've learned is how far education has come since the days I was in primary school. I thought schools were there just to teach you academics and particularly numeracy and literacy. But what pupils get in Webster and I'm sure many other schools is a far more holistic experience and skills for life. The school is as much about safeguarding and nurturing and mental health and community and giving kids social skills as it is about teaching them to read and write so no no more is it that stereotypical view you can have of a teacher standing in front of a classroom writing on a blackboard and reading from a textbook uh, so that's the biggest thing I've, I've learned your second question was was it around skills I've brought into yeah, this sort of, role what do you think yeah you brought from the outside into your governing body I so I've got a policy background I would say the the most useful skills I bring from that none of my policy background alas has been in education policy I've never worked at the department of education but working in policy I've developed critical thinking skills I like to see decisions and recommendations based on strong research and collaboration so I think I bring an inquisitiveness to my governing board I don't think take things for granted I will question something that I want to know more on uh, so uh, I think that's something I, I definitely bring yeah and um I mean, uh, just just to sort of um, fill fill the listener in, this is this is quite young. Uh, <laughs> um, how how has it been being a relatively kind of young governor? Um, how's what's that experience been like? It doesn't feel that unique on my own governing board because the school leaders are very open minded about bringing in governors from a range of backgrounds and experience of all ages. Uh, and I, actually, I really think School for Governors does a really good um, 
job in actually linking schools with people who have actively reached out to say they are interested in opportunities for various reasons so you don't get schools making sort of stereotypical views of who might be appropriate for governing boards but actually genuinely linking up with people from all sorts of backgrounds mm-hmm. who just have an interest and um, I, I think it's really important that uh, schools are sort of open-minded to having governors from all ranges and all backgrounds you you, you, you do uh, so as as normal as it feels in my ball where I realize the difference and how I'm a relatively young chair of governors is when I attend training courses and I see you know what your the the, the typical type of chair of governor you get they typically retire they were typically ahead or had some background in educational policy uh, and you know the fact that they're retired means they, they can they can offer probably more time than I can but that doesn't mean I don't have a commitment I can offer I, I, and I I think it's shown to me that the main experience and quality you need from governors is actually that commitment that willingness to learn and a sense of responsibility and leadership I think if you've got those attributes I'm personally pretty open to what other skills uh, someone has when I think about recruiting additional governors on the on the board I think uh, being diverse about your governing board means you get a more diverse skill set so on the board that I'm on we've got a range of skills we've got someone who works at DfE to to then offer that educational background we've got someone who works at a company called Z Arts which is the organization I mentioned that awards accreditations for arts and has definitely been pivotal in helping my school reach that accreditation in the arts we've got someone with finance skills and expertise to help us when approving budgets and other financial documents and then we've of course you know got the typical parent governors there representing parents teacher governors representing teachers and they are all great um and they all offer skills but I think that the commitment and soft skills to carry out the role with dedication into high standards is what I would deem is the most important attribute and you can get that from anyone there shouldn't be a stereotype as to what your typical governor is no exactly so and as I say yeah I I became a governor 12 years ago and was very much yeah the youngest on the governing body by a, a long way and um became vice chair and then chair quite quite rapidly um and yeah as you as you say it is um it's it's more when you get into those governing groups of governors and that you feel a little bit out of step because actually school you know school teachers and school leaders you know in lots of schools are also quite young (laughs) um so um i think that's that's been something that i've I've noticed, um, I guess it's just a, it's a function of getting older as well when everyone else seems to get younger and younger <laughs> around you. Um, but the, it, as you say, it's it's so much more about the 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 energy and the commitment that you that you have to offer. Yeah. Um, that 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 is so central. Hannah, have you got any any thoughts about what kinds of, of qualities and experiences um, that the boards commonly commonly ask you for in a governor? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. We get asked a lot about um, whether we can help people diversify their boards, that they recognise that, that their boards um, aren't really um, as diverse as they'd like to be and that they need different perspectives around that table to make sure that they're doing the best for the people. So diversity is something that's really key. And I think by working where we've worked with employers and universities, we tend to get a younger demographic of people come through. So um, I think for, for us, we have about 40% of our 
people who volunteer are under 35. So a good number that are under 35. Similarly, looking at different ethnicities, um, 31% are from a Black, Asian or minority ethnic background. So a good number come through. Obviously, it's not the answer because there is still a big problem there that that boards tend tend to to not be as diverse as we would like them to be. Um, So definitely diversity is something that we get asked about. Um, Skills wise, we get asked about a variety of skills. I think agree a commitment is real key. I think giving having the time to give um, is really critical. Uh, Most when we when we surveyed governors a year ago, they said that generally it was around seven hours a month is the time that they that they spend on their governance um, duties. But I think just having that sort of commitment and and being able to be available. Um, it has been very different in the last couple of years because meetings have been online. Um, but obviously, as things adapt going forward, that, that may well change. Um, skills-wise, finance is always up there for us. And I think as much as anything, it's not even just finance, it's that data and looking at data and asking the questions. Um, So even though we get asked for finance professionals, I think quite often it's actually the skills that they bring and and that ability to look at at data and look at things objectively like that. So that could come from any, um, from a variety of different backgrounds, not not necessarily just finance. Um, Yeah, I think that that's the main, that's our number one, but we also get asked for education, HR, legal, I mean, really, a variety of skills, just the ability to give the time and ask the challenge, ask the questions, really, is, is key. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's, it's interesting the point you make there about, um, yeah, with, with finance, I think sometimes it is about breaking it, breaking it down and saying, is, is it about, is it about data and, and people not having a kind of ability to analyze that? Um, how can the, how can the school help in terms of format, but also people, you know, just get the confidence, do some do some training, get a get a better understanding of these documents across the across the whole governing body or your finance committee, um, and then where is it actually about strategic use of, yes. of, of money, um, which again doesn't have to be restricted to somebody with a kind of a, you know an accountancy background or something like that. Um, I guess it's sort of thinking thinking the mo- more widely about the different elements. Of, of of it rather than always seeing it as this kind of I just need a lawyer and I just need a accountant yeah. and I just you know um because people have often got um more than more than they can give um even from those those perspectives um but yeah that's 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 really interesting to know and I think yeah what comes up strongly from both of you is it's it's about that willingness to learn and learn about it in an education context as as well um and, and and finding that happy balance between being i often think of governors as that sort of external eye um kind of looking out to help the school and looking in on on the school um to try and monitor and and, and help there um, but at the same time you do you do have to get an understanding of the the organization that you're supporting and, and yeah. how that works and where it's um capacity and limitations um may be um in order to give that support and challenge always always tricky um and in in terms of the numbers of people um looking to become governors or the types of people um becoming governors hannah do you think um governor recruitment has has changed as a result of the pandemic 
Yes, it has. It's definitely, yeah, definitely we've seen a change. I think we've seen an increase in the number of vacancies, that's number one. Um, and, and whether that's um, people have felt that it's been very a very challenging time to be a governor, I think while some aspects have possibly got more um, more accessible and easier, other aspects have, have been tricky. Um, in terms of governor recruitment, we did see a lot of people volunteering and signing up at the beginning of the pandemic. I think people were working from home. They thought, oh, this is good. I could, I've got a bit more flexibility. I can give the time, um, which was great. Um, on top of that, governor meetings all went online. So there was that additional flexibility. And I think that's something that we really need to think about going forward is what that looks like. Because actually, if you can access more people by having your meetings online. So you can access parents who maybe have childcare responsibilities or, or you know, caring responsibilities or people who maybe live a little further away from the school. Um, so if you have people who are local and you think, well, I need a particular skill, then you can you can look a bit further afield and bring somebody in remotely. Um, that's really handy. We found that the recruitment process got quicker after an initial lull um, when it was sort of like, Everything is, is concentrating on okay, getting education online, obviously, and all of the challenges that schools faced. Actually, because the recruitment process went online, it was quicker and easier because they met with the chair of governors, the, the new volunteer met with the chair of governors or the head teacher online, and it just, just happened quite seamlessly. I think the next challenge will be is where, you've, where governors have been recruited over the last couple of years and they haven't been into schools is maintaining that dedication and interest because actually you're a step removed and if you haven't been in schools a lot of the the joy of being a governor is actually doing the monitoring visits going in and seeing the actual impact so i think balancing yes we want to keep meetings potentially online so that we have the flexibility but also how do we keep people really engaged is going to be really key i think a lot of the feedback we get from people a year on so basically they've been placed during COVID is, yes, it's been great. Yes, it's been a challenge because of everything that's going on. But I really wish I could have got into school a bit more and seen what's actually happening. So I think that that's going to be the challenge going forward. And it, yeah, we'll, who knows where we'll be in six months. That is tough. I um, did a, a monitoring visit yesterday, had to be remote um Mm. and uh yeah talking talking to children down a laptop is is just not the same um yeah um yeah that's a really interesting um uh, consideration there have you got any reflections on that on that miss what do, what do you think about um governor governor recruitment and how it might have changed as a result of the pandemic I, there's definitely been things that have changed. I, I was, it was actually interesting hearing Hannah's perspective on that. I think from my experience, we're in a good situation from a recruitment perspective. So I've not been as visible to some of the challenges around recruitment since COVID. Uh, there's definitely been things that have changed in terms of how the board has operated since COVID. I mean, as Hannah said, practically our meetings are now online what we're required to focus on as a governing board has changed since COVID. So there's been an appreciation that school priorities have had to change with the changing times. We can't expect the same commitment as before in certain areas, but we've also need to need to be more alert in others. The fact that there's been no end of year assessments in my primary school for two years in a row now uh, because of COVID has been a real difference in what we choose to focus on. I, I 
also been quite amazed at the efforts of the school in getting back to normality this year. I've had to work from home for the vast majority of my time since March 2020. Yes, and I'm back to working from home now after yesterday's announcement. And that's not been the case for the school leaders and for a lot of the teachers. And when reviewing how the school has been doing every time we start to come out of a lockdown, I've just been amazed at how quickly they try to get things back to normal and how a lot of the school is pretty much operating in the normal way it did before and how quickly that the schools managed to uh, get get back to that near normal state, not 100%, but maybe there. Yeah, no, it is um, a testament to the, the hard work, dedication and, and commitment of the, the people working in our schools. Um, you know, I, I, I have this conversation with other people I know who are governors all the time, you know, when when the when the um, partial closures have ended, the children are happy to be back um and and lots of lots of school life continues on as 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 most as normally as it can um and as you say we're we're speaking at a time where we've just um we've had the announcement about the omicron variant um and you know we 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 always enjoy to have these conversations where we say coming out of the pandemic (laughs) it feels like we might be a little way off that yet um, and in terms of sort of adapting to the the remote meetings and any kind of um, changes you've you've made or would consider kind of continuing with um, forward in terms of how you how you meet and how you work together is there anything kind of um, that, you, that you want to share there online meetings have its pros have its cons so it's easier to flex around them there's that it removes that travel time to get to the school and come back so I definitely would like to see maybe a hybrid way of working with governor meetings some of them continuing to keep online I personally really miss (laughs) going into the school Uh, that was a really important feature for me I feel my value as a governor was as much outside of the meetings as it uh, was within them but I, I have had a lot of feedback from our governors recognizing it's a volunteer role and a lot of them have full-time jobs on the side that this remote meeting opportunity has just allowed them to to be there and um, improve their attendance um, when there were otherwise times where they say couldn't make a meeting so pros and cons yeah, and I think it's what's what's interesting as well is you know you can you can potentially make half a meeting online as well when you you wouldn't have yeah. travelled to school for like half an half an hour of something. Um, so as you say, I think it does make attendance a lot easier. Um, personally, on my governing um, board, what we've done is we you know what we what we did when we had the one meeting we could do face to face this September was have the um, yeah having having the governing body all together face to face and then keeping the committees online because they often involve quite a bit more in the way of paperwork um and looking mm-hmm. at screens and and detail um, and we thought that actually that that works slightly better online but where you're having kind of more more direct conversation um and in our a governing board trying to do it um that way and that's sort of our plan forward but as i say we haven't had limited opportunity to sort of roll that out um but it will be interesting to see um how it evolves and as, and as, as you were saying hannah in, in terms of diversity and and getting um people who have other constraints on their time or people who are a little bit further away from the school um in, engaged um it would be interesting to see how how those trends continue 
and um yeah one of one of the thoughts i i had was maybe that this podcast could be could be quite useful to somebody who was maybe thinking about volunteering um as a governor or if you're talking to somebody who might be joining your governing board you could you could send it their way perhaps somebody's got a new year's resolution to um, volunteer um in their local community what what advice would you give uh, a kind of a new governor just starting off on their on their governance journey? Uh, we'll kick off with Nis and then come to you, Hannah. Well, firstly, I would say if if there is anyone listening who is interested, and if you have the passion and the time to commit to the role, I'd say go for it. Schools need good governors. Education is, you know, we all know it's the most important tool in improving the world we live in, and children deserve to be educated in a good school that's got good governance and that's what you'll be contributing to in terms of tips i i i like i've said before i think there's a lot you can learn you know even if you don't have that educational background if you've got the willingness and time you can learn what you need to get to grips with being a governor role recognizing it will be a couple of months in that transition of really totally understanding um, what the role is about and what you can offer we, we didn't touch upon link governors, which is the approach I think lots of schools now use where governors are elected to keep close scrutiny on a, one particular area of the school, be it a particular subject, be it the children, be it an area like safeguarding. And when you fear as a new governor, things can feel very overwhelming and there's just too much to take in. I think link governors is a really good approach to ensuring everything is covered but in a sort of common sense and sensible way where you've got one person who in particular is overseeing the decision making in one area so if you are a new governor maybe considering an area that you are particularly interested in and making an expertise for yourself there so you can feel you're really adding value yeah i think that's that's really that's really good advice because it can seem very overwhelming at the beginning a lot of terminology um lots of priorities <laughs> the governing bodies talking about and, and 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 different things that may be unfamiliar focusing on on one area in particular to sort of start collecting your knowledge in that and you know maybe trying to ask a question or give a, an update related to that in a governing body meeting giving you the confidence um to to carry on and and learn more about about other things um i think that's 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 really sound advice um and it is recognizing that you know it will it will take time especially given the sort of um you know you're not having a meeting every week um you know it, it it takes it takes time to sort of get get to know um the cycle of the school the school year um and, and those those kinds of of things as as well um so i think yeah always always give yourself a bit of a, a bit of a break on on the timing front um what about you hannah I'd reiterate what Nick said, really. Um, absolutely, go for it. Uh, we run recruitment webinars on a monthly basis, basis, which covers all about the role, what you can expect, and, and all of that sort of side of things. So sign up for one of those. I would say also, as I said, you'll learn so much, not only about education, but also developing transferable skills back to other areas of your life. Um, and it's just such a great opportunity to work with different people, I think, not just the, the other governors on the board, you know, if you have a diverse board, it's just so interesting working with, with all different people from all different industries, all different walks of life, and then also the staff. So I think that's that for me is, is such a pleasure about being a governor is actually I work with completely different people um, across, across that role. Um, and I think at the end of the day, you have an impact on your community, which 
you know, is, is what I think a lot of people look for and, and hopefully do make a difference to, um, to the outcomes for, for the pupils in that, in that school. Yeah, that's, that's another a really great point. I think, especially in these, in these kind of days where we are doing a lot more working, working from home and, um, you know, in our own little kind of bubbles, um, it is a really great way to actually feel connected to your local community and kind of intergenerationally, um, as well as across, you know, diverse range of kind of industries and sectors. But, you know, um, working working for the benefit of children, getting to meet local children, um, but also right up to, as we were saying, you know, retired folks on your, on your exactly. community. And yeah. um, that's, that's really, really important um, as well. And I think it's... Um, yeah, it's it, it is a remarkable volunteering um, opportunity um, for for kind of immersing you um, in in education, and it's something that you know lots of people have an opinion on. Um, uh, you know, we've all we've all been to school, um, and to see it from from the other side is is also um, you know really fascinating and an important uh, volunteering and 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 as as you both said, um, you know, good governance. Is 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 so vital um, for the for the life chances of the young people at, at, at our schools. So um, a really important um, uh, volunteering role, but also a very very satisfying one. Where as we as we as we discovered, you can learn a lot as as well. So please, if you are listening and, and pondering, um, sign up for a web- webinar from Governors um, for Schools and and find out more. Have either of you got anything that you'd like to say to our listeners in closing? I would like to say thanks to you, Caroline, because the best thing personally that's come out of you asking me to interview for this is I've now started listening to your podcast and it's really good. Uh, So thank you. I will continue to do that as a governor. Oh, bless you. Uh, That's very nice. Uh, um, And Hannah? Uh, Thank you so much again for having us. Um, I would just say that our campaign, the All People's Every Ambition campaign, we are releasing resources and, and information on an ongoing basis over the course of the year. So please do follow that um, and share it if uh, wherever it's appropriate. All of our webinars are available. The key have contributed very, uh, very wonderfully for, to those um, to those webinars. Um, and, and hopefully they're useful to whether you're a school leader, whether you're a school governor, or whatever your role is within education. Fantastic. And yes, everybody get governing. Well, thank you so much uh, to Nis and Hannah for joining for joining me today. And thank you very much for listening. Key Voices is produced by The Key, giving education leaders the knowledge to act. Members of The Key for school leaders and school governors can access hundreds of articles on the latest issues in education at thekeysupport.com. And please tell us what you think of the podcast. Rate, review and subscribe or email me at caroline.doherty at thekeysupport.com with your thoughts and suggestions.